0: Hi, I'm Akanksha Savnal and this is the Made For More podcast by A Curve Story. One of India's first inclusive and body positive clothing brands. Join us as we chat with change makers who are breaking stereotypes and creating a new normal. My guest today is the brain behind Fankind, India's first platform that brings fans, celebrities and charities together. Anchila Kapoor had a passion for entrepreneurship and social impact right from the beginning. A graduate of Columbia Institute, she started Fankind with a heartfelt impulse to put a smile on the faces of fans that showered their favorite celebrities with unconditional love. Join me in a conversation with Anchila as I discuss with her love, purpose, books and everything in between. Hi, Angela. Welcome to the show. I'm so, so glad you were able to come here and give us some time to be able to share your story with our
1: listeners. Thank you, Akanksha. Thank you for inviting me. uh, And uh, thank you for giving me the honor for considering that I'm worthy enough to be on your podcast. Oh, of
0: course. Like we, like I love to have young minds, people with fresh perspective and, you know, everyone who's trying to make a difference in whatever small or big way that they are. And I think Fankind is doing that. And of course, it's your baby. So I want to start with the first obvious question, which is, you know, while growing up, did you always see yourself have a passion for creating something with a social impact or was it something that uh, you stumbled upon while you were growing up?
1: Um Growing up, I did not have much clarity on where I'm going to end up, what I want to do, what I want my career to look like. I was not one of the children who uh, who instinctively knew they want to be a doctor or they want to be an artist or they want to be a lawyer. I had no idea. I even went to college as an undecided major mm-hmm. uh, to try and figure out where my interests lie. Mm-hmm. Having said that, um, something that my mom inculcated uh, within me from I think when I was like in Fourth or fifth standard in school was the fact that yeah, uh, schoolwork is important. Uh, do your homework, do, go to school, like do all of that stuff. But like apart from that, also, we come from a place where we are able to help people in in ways that they could require help. Um, not all of it has been monetary. Most of it, my growing up years was with my actual time. Like for example, uh, a lot of uh, my extracurriculars revolve around um teaching uh, teaching um, going to um urdu medium or hindi medium schools and teaching them english because uh, english was their second language but english was my first language in my school so helping them with their english school work like doing those after school um sessions with them helping them with math helping them with geography things like that so i started like getting involved in um helping children primarily and helping people because my mom it was something that was very important to my mom Mm-hmm. Um, that then became something uh, that I truly, truly enjoyed doing. Like that, that like spark in like if as a fifteen-year-old, as a fourteen-year-old, when you're trying to help a five or a six-year-old understand fractions for the first time, and like she gets it, that spark in her eye, and she's just like, "Oh, like wow, this is like I know what I'm doing now." That was just something that just to give me a lot of joy. So I continued doing that. I continued like after-school teaching for as I, I think till like I was in the twelfth standard. And um, apart from that, I then started realizing I actually like using my time in these ways. Sure. So uh, whether it was like tree plantation drives or like beach cleanups so or like whatever I could fit into uh, my schedule or whatever I could, uh, whatever I would know of or hear of, mm-hmm. I would try and sort of participate. So my journey began very organically. It was, never, it was something that I did to kind of better use my time with as opposed to... Um, something that was concealed like that was just like drilled into me as if like ye karna hi to, like it was not one of those things, it was something I did voluntarily but it was something I did because I wanted that gave me happiness when I had no homework to do as a kid Correct,
0: right. no and it seems like something that came to you very organically in that sense because I think if your mom was yeah. You know, passionate about that. She's always told you that you know she feels that you know you come from a place where you can do something that can better somebody's life. And you know the fact that you actually went through doing all of this in in an age when kids just like to focus on their own lives, play, chill, and you know hang out. Like if you were able to do this when you were in school, like it's amazing. I feel like it
1: was an early start in that case. Thank you. It. I don't look at it as an early start. It just. I don't know, I, I guess because it was being done from such a young age, it was just something that was naturally part of my life for so many years. That you're now actually using as your purpose
0: forward, which is beautiful.
1: Yeah, like that was, um, so when the idea of fankind um, took shape in my mind, it was, uh, there were like a lot of different things that were playing in my head that culminated in the creation of what fankind is today. Mm-hmm. Um my brother had uh, already, um, he'd been an actor. He'd been um, uh, in the movies for a few years. And in that uh, in that time frame, specifically in the beginning of his career, he wasn't as active on social media. In fact, he wasn't on social media for the first two years, I believe, of him being an actor. Uh, I was. I was on Twitter. I was on Instagram. And I didn't have a private account at that point because, like, no one knew me. Yeah. Uh, also, I was in New York. So, like, it's not like I was in the public eye. I have, wasn't texting traditionally brought up in the uh, public eye either. Yes. Um, after his film, his first film released, a lot of his well um, a lot of his um, fans, as we call them as well, reached out to me saying, can you please pass on this message? Like, we really liked his performance here. We loved that movie there. My mom saw it with her friends and like, she would really love like a, a signed photo of him, like things mm-hmm. like that. So I would organically try and like, get that done where he was concerned, like, um, that time DVDs and CDs were still a thing back in 2012. So, like, buying yeah, CDs, having that sent to, like, um, a man who did it really. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, all of that I used to do and it was to make me really happy if in the middle of the street of someone at that point, recognize me and be like, are you urgent sister? And I would be like, yeah. And then they would give me like a message to pass on to him. So one aspect of Fankind, of, of course, came from the fact that I do uh, belong to a family um, that has been in the limelight and they, that uh, that is um, fortunate enough to have fans, uh, be it my uncle, be it my cousins, be it my brother. So one part of kind was obviously like uh, like from there. Mm-hmm. But the other part, the more important Uh, part was um, the the learnings of my mom. My mom passed away in 2012 so that was um, so all I have left is her teachings and her learnings or the conversations that we used to have and something that was extremely important that I do uh, for her was that I continued her legacy of being this kind-hearted person or just continue her legacy of being a person who is a little bit more empathetic towards the people in her universe not so, trying to help them in whatever capacity you're capable of. So, mankind for me is like my way of my mom and like the best parts is like my family coming together. Like my like a tribute to my mom, a tribute to my brother, a tribute to my family in that sense as well. So, that's where the idea of mankind germinated from. And I think of course, the fact that I did have a very limited, I would say, but I did have a little bit of um, background in uh, working with NGOs. Also, um, helped me just drive focus towards that side of things as well.
0: But that's, it's such a beautiful thought, right? Your mom must be so proud that uh, you're taking forward the legacy of uh, genuinely making a difference. I'm sure she is. <laughs> so uh, I just want to understand a little more in depth about Fankind. So we know that you use celebrity experiences to basically uh, forward uh, funding towards a cause that could actually make a difference so how do you sort of uh, you know decide which cause goes when like is that like a um like a joint effort between you and the celebrity who's onboarded or is it more like fankind works on that
1: so um at the very beginning i was very clear that uh, as a fundraising platform the money that's collected which is going to be the donation aspect of the money that's collected needs to directly be deposited in ngo's account Mm-hmm. um because i was so clear and so adamant on that happening mm-hmm. what i realized very early on is that this means i need to have an umbrella organization that is an ngo right. that i'm i am officially affiliated with mm-hmm. in a way that they can help me with due diligence they can help me with fund disbursement to like the uh, the actual work that's happening on ground, but, but the money is able to directly go to them because they are also then able to give the tax exam certificate as needed to the individuals who are donating. Right. So that's very essential. Right. At no point do I want it to feel um like it's not authentic. Right. So uh, at the very beginning our, our first association of mankind was with Give India. They are our philanthropy partner and one of the most integral associations that we will that we have currently and that we will ha- that we continue to work with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Give India has, um, they are like an umbrella organization, an NGO, uh, but they work with and fundraise for uh, a lot of smaller and bigger NGOs who do actual um, amazing work on ground. So, um, one of the ways that Give India helps mankind is if I approach a celebrity and um, sometimes uh, celebrities are um, uh, very hands-on and involved with NGOs already. For example... um, Uh, Alia Bhatt and World for All or Vidya Paran and Arpan, uh, they've been associated with those NGOs for uh, for years. Mm -hmm. And they then would like to fundraise for those causes. But there are a lot of celebrities who are passionate about a multitude of causes who have lent their support to a multitude of NGOs. Mm -hmm. Um, In in that aspect, uh, the celebrities, of course, uh, share with me what is the cause that they are most passionate about or what is the cause that they want to fundraise for. Or for example, like while we were in the pandemic, and there were certain things that needed our assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, al- I can always go to a particular celebrity who has uh, agreed graciously to be a part of mankind, and be like, I know you wanted to raise funds for cause A. Uh, and these are the list of a few NGOs we can associate with. But I would also like to uh, just suggest here that cause B is in dire needs of funds right now. Mm-hmm. So, you could give it a read and if you feel like that's something that resonates with you, maybe we can fundraise for B this time. Right. The uh, final call of which NGO to fundraise for and which cause to associate with is always in the hands of a celebrity because okay. at the end of the day. They are the face of the uh, experience as well. Like They are talking uh, to their fans, asking them to come on board and uh, uh, contribute. So, it has to be a cause that they are extremely passionate about or, or a cause that they would like to lend their voice to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I mean, that that's fair because, uh, I mean, you know, they are doing this to, uh, to basically create awareness and raise funding for a particular cause. And since you are the medium, it's only fair that they get the final call to decide where, you know, the funds Precisely. go. So, Precisely. So. I- but the idea behind this is very unique because, you know, you're using the fact that you come from a family of great influence to genuinely change lives, which is beautiful because it goes much deeper than just creating funding, right? Like you guys are involved on ground level in um, like raising those funds, actually have them dispersed and reach the end uh, audience in this case, like whatever cause that is being supported. So
1: what the- what their helps us with, and what I really appreciate about them, is so if today I tell you that I um, that campaign that this campaign is going to be raising funds for um, the broader cause of helping people who are battling cancer. Mm-hmm. That's a very broad and vague cause to be associated with. Now, are you helping people who are actively seeking radiation or chemotherapy? Are you paying for hospitalization? Mm-hmm. Are you paying for um, the medic- the medicines and the medical care? Are you paying for their nutrition? Are you paying for if they have traveled to different city to seek treatment? Are you paying for the um, house or the hostel that they will be staying in? In the realm of this cause, what is the micro campaign like we call it? Okay. Uh, that's something that Give India helps funnel down for us. So before the campaign even begins fundraising, they establish wh- where where will the money be used on ground? Like what is the exact purpose for which the money will be used? That is defined as a micro campaign. Then we work backwards by creating a per unit Mm cost. So to help one person or to help one animal or to plant one tree, what is the amount that needs to or to educate one child, what is the amount that needs to be raised? Okay, Okay. also if you're educating a child, where like there are NGOs who work Pan India. So which part of India, which school, which district, Or uh, what's the ratio of girls girls to boys there? What is the age ratio? What is the dropout ratio? Is there anything else that we can do apart from just paying the monthly fee? Like if there is digital education, can we pay, uh, can we help them fundraise for maybe tablets or computers or for digital literacy? Mm-hmm. So again, for every cause, just like deep diving and funneling into the exact fund usage is something that, given the yeah, is extremely good at helping us um, with and helping us have, a, like they have the conversation with the NGO and they always know what is the most important or the most urgent need for the funds to be used at. Mm-hmm. Having said this, um, we launched just uh, not even six months before COVID. The technically, oh. uh, we uh, launched uh, in mid of August of 2019 mm-hmm. and uh, March 2020 was COVID. Yeah. So a lot of things in the NGO world um, went into flux during COVID because of a lot of uh, there were lockdowns imposed. There were the needs changed, the demands changed. Um, uh, so there were we had three active campaigns at the point when other uh, country went into lockdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those campaigns, for example, was uh, with Janvi Kapoor where we were raising funds for SARS, uh in Ahmedabad. Okay. We were technically raising funds for. Uh, um, for bulgars for education of the right. small of, of small children, mm-hmm. uh, in uh, I think five or six bulgars spread across Ahmedabad. Okay. However, by the time that the uh, that the campaign ended and the funds were collected, we were knee deep into the lockdown. Right. So the uh, the schools were closed. So, but we were sitting with an X amount of money that had been collected, right. and the NGO had a whole other need of needing to provide sanitation requirements to families, to mothers, to so children. things like masks and sanitizers and soaps and all kinds of things like Russian kits, like just small kits that you can give to the house Correct. so that they know exactly what to do. So the funds that were collected were therefore used for completely for something completely different from what we had originally collected them from. Because however it was there was the still, hour, right?
0: Like at that time. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. However, it was still well defined and it was well communicated. Okay. Having said that, I still had to clear, clear that with the celebrity. Right. Yes, Janvi may like Janvi is my sister. There is that relationship, however. The mm-hmm. money was raised on her name right. and her fans were told it's going to be used for a certain purpose. If you're using it for a different purpose, she needs to be okay with that, right? Awesome. So, like that, anytime that there were causes, particularly in the pandemic, that we had to change micro campaigns too because the, the wave started or mm-hmm. the fund usage kind of um, had to be re-jigged. Uh, the yeah. celebrity always has to be kept in the loop and they always have to agree to the fact that, okay, yes, this is, the need has changed. This is the need now. I'm completely okay with the funds being used there. And of course, given they are being as amazing as they are, they provide complete, like, replic- the reporting on ground is amazing. Whether you want photos, whether you want um, um, interviews with the beneficiaries, whether you, anything you want, they have it available because that's how involved they are in terms of making sure and like during the pandemic of course I wasn't able to be on ground at all as much as I would have wanted to Mm. there's no way anyone from team fankind is able to go because firstly we were all under lockdown um so having such an amazing organization that you can rely on for due diligence Mm. even during a pandemic is just like hats off to them and their entire team and the way they've Continued working.
0: I mean, these NGOs, frontline workers, I feel like they've given everything they had and so much more in the pandemic. And I don't think as citizens, we can ever be like grateful enough for everything that they've put on the line. Uh, and I feel like, you know, having given there with you um, and Fankind, I feel like you all do clear uh, with everything that you've explained. I feel like you do uh, also create a level of transparency with your fan with the fans of the celebrity, yeah. with the celebrity itself, because you yeah. are keeping everything very clear that this is what we're trying yeah. to raise it for. This is where it's gone. And that's important because a lot of times, you know, these things, uh, because uh, this is something I've noticed you'll keep getting calls from random NGOs you don't know where the money is going it's not like people don't want to help a lot of times it's more about nobody knows where it's going so having a partner uh NGO like this for fankind is great because you're able to actually justify every rupee you're able to like clarify that to anyone who's donating which I think uh, really furthers the cause uh, even more thank you so um coming back to Fankind I just want to understand what your long term vision is with uh, everything that you're not trying to build here.
1: So um uh, last year which was the first season of Fankind we did experiences primarily uh, uh, with bollywood celebrities. Mm-hmm. We did um, uh, we started off by doing uh, in person experiences obviously we had to pivot to doing virtual experiences in the pandemic. We continue to we continue to do those uh, virtual um Experiences we added on um, auctions last year. Sanakshi Sinha was extremely kind. She donated about 11 pieces of art that she had hand-created uh, from canvases to sketches. And we auctioned those to raise funds um, to be able to provide ration kits to migrant workers and unemployed uh, uh, laborers who lost their jobs because of the lockdown. Um, so we uh, we piv- we have already pivoted thrice and explored three different um uh, ways in which we can help fans um, interact with the celebrities basically um, my vision is to be a fundraising platform where you are able to experience uh, uh and create memories with your favorite celebrities better the celebrity happens to come from the world of bollywood comes from the world of music comes from the world of um, art fashion sports uh I, if you, if you, if there is a celebrity that you uh, want to interact with, that you want to meet with, or that you want to own uh, something that they've created, I want to be able to become the platform that's able to facilitate that experience or facilitate that product for you. So that is that's always been the goal for mankind and obviously fund uh, the fact that I keep saying that we're fundraising. Yes, we are fundraising for NGOs. We're fundraising for. Um, through giving up a fundraising for causes and NGOs that, um, so that is the vision with fankind in whatever small or big ways that we can monetarily uh, help um, the NGOs that we associate with and uh, trying to kind of facilitate experiences for fans who uh, may not have um, the ability to have an, a meaningful interaction with or own a meaningful piece of uh, creation from their favorite celebrity. So even um, uh, right now as we speak, we have an auction that's live on the website where we are auctioning um, uh, specially autographed uh, jerseys from uh, Royal Challengers uh, Bangalore. Uh, the entire squad has, um, uh, the team has donated uh, jerseys uh, from each player on the squad and uh, each player has autographed the jerseys and we're auctioning them to raise funds for uh, to be able to conduct mobile vaccination drives in um, semi-urban places across the country that don't have um, free government clinics available to them readily and for communities who can't afford to pay an X amount of money to go to a private clinic to get the, get the jab. So, mm-hmm. um, GiveIndia again works with Narayan Health here to be able to, uh, so Narayan Health does a lot more than just procure vaccines and do mobile drives. They also work in capacity building. They work with government, um, like smaller government bodies, etc. But um, what we are fundraising for through the auction is to be able to conduct these mobile vaccination drives. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but then again, here we've ventured into cricket, we venture into sports. This is our first association in a whole different vertical, in a whole different world. Mm-hmm. And we started off with an option because like for me, I believe owning a jersey of a cricketer that you are passionate about, a jersey that he has autographed or something that you can even frame and hang up in your wall. Right. It becomes a memory, it becomes a collectible for you to keep with you, to keep safe that you, that'll... Like I know, like my brother, for example, is a football fan, and like one of the things that I gave him for one of his birthdays a few years ago was an over uh, a jersey autographed by every single uh, player of Chelsea, a football team that he's very um he's a huge, huge, huge fan of. Again, that you may not directly be able to interact with the sportsmen yeah. through this auction, but you're getting to own something that was worn by them. Yeah. during a match and something that they've autographed for you Yeah. so again it's just about uh, providing an access and reach to um, celebrity owned things celebrity um, experiences just to be able to fundraise in the best way that they possibly know how mm.
0: also like I mean I, and like you said it may not be a direct experience of like a conversation or a chat or like uh, an in-person experience but even this that they can own a part of something that a celebrity has worn or signed or created itself. I think could be like a keepsake, right? So I mean, it's yeah. a really noble uh, thought and cause that uh, you guys are bringing together. Y'all are basically like—I mean, of course, you're a fundraising platform, but you're also acting as middlemen for fans to be able to meet uh, their celebrity and, along with that, create a difference.
1: So uh, it's like wish fulfillment and like uh, in 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 a in a very in like the way I look at it the way I saw like one of the reasons to the start of the platform was wish fulfillment now the wish fulfillment happens on the fan side because they get their interaction and they get that experience and the wish fulfillment also happens when we're helping the NGOs because we're, we're being able to um I wish to believe and I uh, and I hope that's true but we're able to positively impact the lives of people that we're working with uh that the NGOs are working with for whom we're fundraising as well so it's It's dream fulfillment, it's wish fulfillment, and it's just all those things that make me smile and make me happy. (laughs) You're smiling so bright as we
0: speak right now. I can actually see like how passionate you are through like the call right now. So I want to come back and understand now, like if you had to name one really positive influence in your life, like what or who would that be?
1: Um, there are, I mean, various stages of my life. Uh, I've had various people who've had positive influences on me, who continue to have uh, an influence on me. Um, right from the beginning is obviously like the most important person in my life, is my mother. Um, so her influence, her guidance, her um, her ability to multitask, and her ability to basically be a woman with hundred hands and a woman with hundred brains to be able to just do everything for like my entire growing up years the 21 years that she was with me i have never once felt like i am second to anyone to like, and bayaz never felt that either she always no matter how where she was working how hard she was working what hours she was working or whatever else was going on in her life even while she was battling her own cancer mm-hmm. i was never made to feel like i don't matter mm. so and like i was no matter if I ever wanted anything, if I ever needed anything, whether that was in the form of um, encouraging words, whether that was in the form of just a shoulder to like bend to, whether that was in the form of just needing her, like in any, not just monetary ways, but like in so many small ways, like you do need a parent. She was there no matter what else was going on. She was 100% the biggest cheerleader, my backbone, like always there. And I hope to be able to even be like, Water of that person to the people who are in my family and the people who I like, love, and hold dear to my heart. That's something that she's she's been a huge influence um, in that sense and in almost all almost all aspects because I've grown up with her being one of my biggest role models in a lot of ways. Mm. I there's so much to admire and so much to learn from my own brother. Like the way he, the way he just always manages to to find perseverance. The way he always manages to find a bright spot so that like anything that's going on in his life or in the in his um, in in his universe that could bog him down he always finds a way to kind of keep moving forward he mm-hmm. he is he is now my biggest cheerleader he there are days when I don't have faith in myself there are days when I don't I am always second guessing and third guessing what I am doing but he's there he's now he's um, he's someone I look I look forward to always chatting with and always just hanging out with because there's just so much if you like, you've interacted with him so I'm, I'm I don't am i know how much you have but you have interacted with him yes. he has a lot of wise words he's not he's not frivolous in, in the way he talks in the way he like, conducts himself in that sense as well so there's just he's a role model in a lot of ways as well such he's been for the most part of my life he's been the only male figure I've had to look up to or like to kind of go to for anything that I've needed and he's always beautifully fulfilled that role even as a teenager himself correct, correct. so he's always been someone I look up to for those reasons as well he became a parent to me mm-hmm. when he himself was a child correct. I mean even when mom passed away he was in his early 20s he was 25 mm-hmm. and that's, that's, not, see, like that's not that's, a that's age no age no
0: how to deal with any of yeah things.
1: that's not an age for you to be a parent to a full-grown ass <laughs> semi-adult <laughs> you know so it, it it's not it's not easy to be uh, financially responsible, to be emotionally responsible, to be physically responsible. Um, so I look up to him in a lot of ways. Uh, I have friends who I look up to. There are entrepreneurs like and Deo, for example, who I look up to, who are role models who influence me. Um, there are like every facet of life that you kind of want to better yourself in. You will always find someone that you can look up to and if not emulate but at least learn from what the, what yeah. you believe they are doing right and then try and inculcate that so even outside of my family there are a lot of people that I look up to and I'm fortunate enough to be able to imbibe from them.
0: Mm. Yes also I mean I, that point was really valid the one where you said like you know if, if you're looking to learn something or, uh, you know, just educate yourself about something new, you'll always find the right people to guide you or uh, be in your corner for that matter. And especially like, you know, with your mother, I think she uh, was such an important influence in both your lives that, you know, your brother was able to step in for you after her. And uh, more than the financial strain, I think it's always about the emotional support,
1: right? Because he's also seeking it. Also, he I lost the parent. He lost the same parent. So while he was grieving her loss, he was also be he was able to give you make enough girl. emotional room in his mind to be able to be there for me as well, so that I didn't have to grieve alone. Okay. And that's a huge responsibility for that's for God. someone who was just starting off in his career. So there is so much uncertainty that comes from there. You don't know if you're going to be getting your second film because mom died before the first film release. Mm. There is so much of your own grief that you're going through but you're you're still able to make room for for your sister mm-hmm. which for me is just it's really pure it, it, it's it's being, yeah, and it's like, beyond just, being unconditional like, it's, yeah it's it's like he astounds me it, every single day he astounds me with his his heart his just like his ability to be sometimes i call him like he in my universe sometimes he's omnipresent because there are times that I don't realize I'm sinking, and I need, like, you know, someone to like pull me up. And he's just—he knows that before I can have self-realization, and he just fulfills that role without me realizing that I needed someone to kind of, like, you know pull me up in that sense. So, he's like, he's amazing. But you know,
0: that is something that also comes across any picture that has come out with both of you together. Like you can actually see that love and that like the you know, adulation both of you have for each other. Every picture says it, not because I've worked with him and now I'm talking to you. But even as an outsider, if I was just to see these pictures, you can tell how much like, you know, he loves you and protects you. And you're really, really lucky to have someone like that in your corner. And I'm sure you do the same role for him. If I was to call him
1: tomorrow, I'm sure he'd say the same thing about you. So We do lean on each other a lot. We do lean on each other a lot. But um, having said that, I know that I... Um, and like, you're, I guess you're right, we would say the same things about each other, but like it wouldn't have been, um, the last nine years would have been a lot uh, more difficult um, if I didn't have him with me. Right, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, it is It is something that you never know how to deal with, but just the fact that you have like a rock with you, like I think it gives you a little more fuel to keep going. And I'm so glad that yeah. you know, both of you found that in each other. So I, I want to quickly go into our rapid fire now. To keep things light. So um, tell me your favorite hobby. Reading.
1: Reading, like fiction, actually, is I a hobby. right behind you right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like now I read on my Kindle. So yeah. <laughs> oh man, everybody's transitioned into like this whole. Uh, Seven years uh, ago, bought my first Kindle, the best decision of my life. Like, because how many books will I take? Like, my Kindle has 900 books in it. Wow. Imagine like having nine hundred books in a room. Like it's not possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we live in Bombay. <laughs> yeah. So
0: okay, then I have to ask you, what is the one book that you're that you would recommend uh somebody listens to if they want to learn more about how to make a difference?
1: Um, I read for play, like I like you like For me, I read, um, instead of watching Netflix, I read, so like most of what I've been reading for the past two years has been fiction, Mm -hmm. um, uh, romantic fiction or just like uh, comedy fiction, Um, but um, there are, there's Lean In, uh, for example, is a great book if you want to just learn from the business side of things and also just from like the ethical side of things, Lean In is a great book, Um, Michelle Obama's uh, um, autobiography is a great book as well just to be able to get another perspective. Mindy Kaling wrote a book, which is great in just being able to get another perspective on on things. So is there, there are a lot of nonfiction books that I could recommend. Uh, nonfiction, I mostly just read um, autobiographies to a great extent. Yeah. But
0: for the past year, yeah, it's mostly really been about. Uh, uh, I said, yeah, autobiographies are great because you actually get like an insight into the lives of the person who's writing it. So, I mean, you can learn so much yeah. from a third person perspective in this case. So, okay, great. So, uh, tell me your ultimate comfort food.
1: <laughs> it depends on uh, my mood and if I'm PMSing or not. But uh, uh, eternal, like 365 days, you give give me pizza any time of day, I would probably like eat it. Like um, plain cheese pizza particularly. Mm-hmm. Like the, with the ooey gooey cheese just like melting and like when you are like taking the slice apart. <laughs> um, the other thing that is uh, ultimate comfort for me is gulab jamun and uh, butter chicken. Okay,
0: I'm team pizza too, so I'll join you there. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me one outfit that you don't
1: mind spending your life. In. Mm. Uh, leggings and like a leggings and a top, like leggings and a t-shirt. Um, ultimate comfort to just like be in, but uh, um, fun fact, I'm wearing leggings right now, but you cannot see. This is right before the call started. I was like, t-shirt, short, pen let's but uh, otherwise, just like kaftan, like I'm a I'm a comfort <laughs> gal,
0: like. So man, dude, this happened to me too. Like until the lockdown, I used to be like, oh dude, kaftans, they look too big. I don't want to be in them, and then I tried was oh, it comfortable. Yeah, yeah, and it changed my yeah. life. <laughs> yeah
1: the most comfortable thing to be in.
0: Absolutely. So now, because uh, this is the Made For More podcast, I have to ask you, is there a moment or an experience where you realize that you were made for
1: more? I still don't realize if I'm made for more. I'm a self-deprecating uh, person who's who's constantly striving uh, to do better so I never believe that whatever I've done is enough. So I don't know how to answer that question for you. But uh, more than me being made for more, I hope... I'm able to do more for people in um, in my world, the people who I hold close to my heart, and also the people that could benefit from my privilege, uh, who could who I can help because I come from a certain kind of privilege. So um, it's not about if I'm made for more; it's about how um, who I am can can be used by me to kind of make someone else's like make a difference in someone else's life. Hopefully, the difference will be a better difference and a positive difference. But, uh, yeah, like,
0: I don't know how else to answer this question. No, but I have to tell you, like, first of all, uh, because you're doing such a great job with making a difference and everything that you plan to do now on, like, having, uh, like, I am somebody who runs an inclusive, body-positive brand, and we constantly talk about how... uh, You know, your self-talk is important. So I just want to tell you, give yourself some credit for all the work you're doing because nobody else can until you start like valuing yourself. This is something that's been a journey for us. None of us are there, but it's like every single day you need to kind of talk yourself into understanding that, okay, you know, like I'm better than where I was. Like, I think we kind of started our careers. Like I started the brand and you started Fankind around the same time. Because I remember like talking to you just like we had just about started when you had uh, kicked off, uh, kick started uh, Fankind, and I just feel like you know, we've all come like such a long way. You've been able to create so much of a difference with the work that you did, especially during the pandemic. So, give yourself a pat on the back because you deserve it, and go maybe enjoy with some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But it was lovely to have you on the call today. And I'm so glad that I was able to know the real Anshila because we've only known you through pictures and a little bit here and there because of Arjun. And I'm glad I got to know your story, who you really are okay. and where you came from. And I hope that we get to stay in touch
1: and have a great day. Likewise. Thank you. Uh, have a great day too. Thank you so much. This was a very fun conversation. And uh, I hope whoever listening had as much fun as we did recording it.